0: When you save on auto insurance for driving safe with USAA Safe Pilot, you'll feel like a big deal—even in a traffic jam. Save up
1: to thirty percent with USAA Safe Pilot. Restrictions apply. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Earn great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to twenty thousand dollars in recruitment incentives. Learn more online at cbp.gov/career/usbp. Ten Boone said, Who can add to Christmas? The perfect motive is that God so loved the world. The perfect gift is that he gave his only son. The only requirement is to believe in him. The reward of faith is that you shall have everlasting life.
0: He did as the angel of the Lord commanded him, he took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus Matthew chapter one verse sixteen through twenty five.
1: Now this prophecy referenced here in Matthew one twenty three, that was going to be fulfilled through Joseph and Mary, prophecy given in Isaiah seven fourteen. It was a prophecy given by Isaiah to King Ahaz over 700 years before Christ's birth.
0: On Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, Charles Spurgeon notes, Mothers in olden time called their children by names which had meaning in them. They did not give them the names of eminent persons whom they would very likely grow up to hate, and which they never heard of. They had names full of meaning, which recorded some circumstance of their birth. There was Cain, I have gotten a man from the Lord, said his mother, and she called him Cain, that is, gotten or acquired. There was Seth, that is, appointed, for his mother said, God hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel. Noah means rest or comfort. Ishmael was so called by his mother because God had heard her. Isaac was called laughter, because he brought laughter to Abraham's house. Jacob was called the supplanter, or the crafty one, because he would supplant his brother. We might point out many similar instances, perhaps this this custom was a good one amongst the Hebrews, though the peculiar formation of our language might not allow us to do the same, except in a certain measure. We see, therefore, that the Virgin Mary called her son Emmanuel, that there might be a meaning in his name. God with us. My soul, ring these words again. God with us. Oh, it is one of the bells of heaven. Let us strike it yet again. God with us. Oh, it is a stray note from the sonnets of paradise. God with us. Oh, it is the lisping of a seraph. God with us. Oh, it is one of the notes of the singing of Jehovah when he rejoices over his church with singing, God with us, tell it, tell it, tell it, this is the name of him who is born today.
1: In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, "'Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word.' And the angel departed from her." Luke chapter one, verses 26 through 38. And on receiving this news and news from her relative Elizabeth, Mary sung a song. She said, "'My soul magnifies the Lord "'and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his offspring forever. Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through
0: 55. And Zechariah, the husband of Mary's relative Elizabeth, on the birth of his son, John the Baptist, gives this great prophecy of not just John, but of the Lord also. And he says, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, might serve him without fear, holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high, give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. So not only is this a great prophecy from Zechariah, but Zechariah is also quoting Old Testament prophecy about the Lord Jesus. In Luke chapter 1, verse 78, where Zechariah says, Because of the tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high. He's making reference here to Malachi chapter 4 verses 1 through 3, and there it says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings, You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet. On the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts.
1: John Piper speaks on this prophecy, saying, Zechariah alluded to this verse and said that with the coming of Jesus, the day was dawning from on high. The Son of Righteousness was rising, and he has been rising all over this world ever since. And one day, his rise will reach its noonday brightness, and he will appear in glory, and the final division between the believing and unbelieving will be made. Just one chapter earlier, Malachi prophesied as well about John the Baptist and Jesus. Zechariah acknowledges this as well when he says in Luke chapter 1, verse 76, And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways. And he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. And they will bring offerings in righteousness to the Lord.
0: John Piper again on this says, Here is a prophet writing 450 years before Jesus, but full of expectation that the Messiah is coming. In chapter 3, verse 1, he says, The Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. And then in verse, uh, in chapter 3, verse 2, he says, he is like a refiner's fire. And John Piper goes on with Malachi chapter 3. He says, he is a refiner's fire, and that makes all the difference. A refiner's fire does not destroy indiscriminately like a forest fire. A refiner's fire does not consume completely like the fire of an incinerator. A refiner's fire refines, it purifies, it melts down the bars of silver or gold, separates out the impurities that ruin its value, burns them up, and leaves the silver and gold intact. He is like a refiner's fire. And it does save fire, and therefore purity and holiness will always be a dreadful thing. There will always be a proper fear and trembling in the process of becoming pure. We learn it from the time we were little children. Never play with fire. And it's a good lesson. Therefore, Christianity is never a plaything. And the passion for purity is never flippant. He is like a fire, and fire is serious. You don't fool around with it. But it does say he is like a refiner's fire. And therefore, this is not merely a word of warning, but a tremendous word of hope. The furnace of affliction in the family of God is always for refinement, never for destruction.
1: In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee He was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 21.
0: And John MacArthur, speaking on this section of scripture, said, In writing this passage, Luke never quotes Micah. He doesn't refer to Micah. But he shows us how God orchestrated the birth of Messiah in Bethlehem in explicit fulfillment of that prophecy and what really was an amazing work of God. Because if things had gone on normally, Jesus never would have been born in Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. He had to be, by word of the prophet, and the veracity of the word of the Bible was at stake. But God did some mighty working to make it happen, and exactly and precisely on time. Joseph and Mary were only in Bethlehem for a matter of days. It had to be exactly the days when that child was born. And Luke makes us understand this without ever quoting Micah, because he knows his readers know that passage. He gives us here some profound insight into the fulfillment of Micah chapter 5, verse 2, that the Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. But like he says, Christ had to come from Bethlehem, as it was prophesied by the prophet Micah. And this is from Micah chapter 5, verse 2, which reads, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah. From you shall come forth from me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. And this was the prophecy that was told to King Herod when he requested to know where the Messiah would be born. In Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 through 12, it says, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way.
1: John Piper, one last time on this section of scripture, he says, There are at least five truths that Matthew wants us to see in this story about Christ and worship. Number one, Jesus is the Messiah, the King of the Jews, and should be honored as such. Number two, Jesus is to be worshipped not just by Jews, but by all the nations of the world as represented by the wise men from the East. Number three, God wields the universe to make his son known and worshipped. This is his great goal in all things, that his son be known and worshipped. Number four, Jesus is troubling to people who do not want to worship him and brings out opposition for those who do. Number five, Worshiping Jesus means joyfully ascribing authority and dignity to Christ with sacrificial gifts.
0: Now, the prophecies concerning our Lord are plentiful in the Mm -hmm. Old Testament, and they didn't obviously stop with his birth. And there's too many prophecies to name in this episode, but from the beginning, Jesus Christ was the prophesied Messiah. All the way back from the first book in the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15. Which says, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. So from the first book all the way until the last book, which we've already mentioned, Malachi chapter 4. And from Psalm 22 to Psalm 110 and everywhere in between, our Mm -hmm. Lord's coming, the first advent, was prophesied. So this Christmas, you know, let that be a fountain of hope for you. Regardless of what you're going through, Christ came, fulfilling those prophecies of his first coming. And with that, giving us hope and faith that his second coming, or the final advent, is ensured as well. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 10 through 13, the Apostle John records the Lord's words. It reads, And he said to me, Do not seal up the words of prophecy of this book. The time is near. Let the evil doer still do evil, and the filthy still be filthy, and the righteous still do right, and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming to you soon. Bring ye, my, bring ye my recompense with me, to repay each one for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end.
1: So this year, regardless of what the evil one has thrown at you, has been a good year because it is a year that God has been in complete and total control. We don't always see that and we don't always want to acknowledge that, especially when bad happens. But we have to be grounded in the truth. The Apostle Paul shared with us. And we know that though, for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. From Romans 8:28.
0: So as we look to end this Christmas episode, I just want to read from one of Christianity's most well-known devotionals, uh, Oswald Chambers, my utmost for his highest. On December 25th, he writes, His birth in history, that Holy One is to be born, will be called the Son of God, Luke chapter one, verse 35. Jesus Christ was born into this world, not from it. He did not emerge out of history. He came into history from the outside. Jesus Christ is not the best human being the human race can boast of. He is a being for whom the human race can take no credit at all. He is not a man becoming God, but God incarnate. God coming into human flesh from outside it. His life is the highest and holiest entering through the most humble of doors. Our Lord's birth was an advent the appearance of God in human form, His birth in me, my little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in me. Galatians 4, verse 19 Just as our Lord came into human history from outside it, He must also come into me from outside. Have I allowed my personal human life to become a Bethlehem, for the Son of God? I cannot enter the realm of the kingdom of God unless I am born again, from above, by a birth totally unlike physical birth. You must be born again, John chapter 3, verse 7. This is not a command, but a fact based on the authority of God. The evidence in the new birth is that I yield myself so completely to God that Christ is formed in me, and once Christ is formed in me, his nature immediately begins to work room God evident in the flesh. This is this is what is made so profoundly possible for you and for me through the redemption of man by Jesus Christ. So well we do just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, and a happy new year.
1: Yeah, Merry Christmas. God bless.